Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. Hey, welcome back to the Decide Your Legacy podcast. This is episode number 28. The topic today is on spontaneity, the power of spontaneity. I'm gonna share with you three steps to adding spontaneity into your life that will improve your life and make a huge difference as you move forward. So at the beginning of every episode, what I've been doing lately is answering one question from the Legacy Jar. I sell these on my website, at the Side Your Legacy website. I'm gonna answer it just randomly. So what do you wanna do when you grow up? Oh my gosh, well, I am already grown up, but I guess I'm gonna grow up more. And the thing I would like to do more of professionally would be to do workshops with people that are live, getting live interaction and seeing how much people can grow when they rub off, rub shoulders with people and are challenged by other people on the same journey as them. I also wanna share something a risk that I've recently taken, been doing that at the beginning of every show as well. So something I did recently was I was at a meeting and there was somebody there that I knew but not didn't know very well. And I thought, you know, he may not have anything to do for dinner. And so I asked him if he wanted to go grab a bite to eat after the meeting. He told me that he couldn't because he already had something planned. He actually had to go and take care of some chores at home. And that actually, I felt a little bit of rejection because I kind of am rejection sensitive, but it ended up having me, leading to him texting me and asking how things were going and has actually sparked a little bit of a better connection with him. So something good came out of that. It was a risk that I actually took. This topic, I would say, is... Uh, well, it reflects something that I've tried to increase in my own life recently. And as we get into that, I do wanna share though, my name is Adam Gregg, and I'm a life coach, mental health professional, been doing this over 20 years, and helping people find transformational clarity and to face their biggest fears is my life purpose and the purpose of Decide Your Legacy. I like to talk about stuff that is simple and basic, and you could describe it to a six-year-old and they would understand it. So I wanna keep the concept simple enough that you can make immediate application. I also talk about things that I struggle with myself. So spontaneity today, I struggle with this. I'm kind of rigid. I like things to be orderly and organized and planned. In fact, I spend too much time thinking about the future and that's not always a great thing. Um, sometimes I don't spend enough time, but usually it's just too much time because I'm a perfectionist and I struggle with that as well. And you can learn about some of these negative mental attitudes, I call them, you know, negative core beliefs, negative mindsets that we can get stuck with and stuck in in previous episodes. So um, if you want to break that down, but perfectionism is one of the challenges that I have. And this topic too, I want to tell you that, okay, when I was a senior in high school, I was enrolled and ready to go to a college called the University of San Diego. I went to a Catholic high school, and so I was kind of looking at a bunch of Catholic colleges. Um, that was one I liked, but I also was accepted and applied to some public universities as well. One of them was the University of Oregon. I remember a Friday night, my senior year, it was in the spring, my dad said to me, hey, let's 
just go check it out. Let's just go up to Eugene, Oregon and check out the campus. And I was resistant. I mean, I remember this memory clearly because it was kind of out of the blue. And he said, let's just go now. Let's just drive now. And, you know, from Sacramento or Fair Oaks, where I grew up in the Sacramento area, it's 500 miles to Eugene, Oregon. It's over. It's like 530 miles. So it wasn't just something that you kind of just did out of the blue, but he said, let's do it. Let's go. We'll stay the night somewhere. Then we'll hang out in the morning, see the campus and just give it a shot, Adam. And that has become one of my all-time favorite memories with my dad. I mean, I drove and he drove. It's become, and it ended up being the college that I went to for undergrad. And I was not planning on going there because I went up there, had that experience with him. I saw just the campus and just was real excited about the sports pro athletic program there. And it was great. And it was a great four years for college with me, for me as well. But that was on, that was a spontaneous decision. We made a memory there. Spontane, spontaneity, it helps you to grow and it heals you as well. And I'm not talking about, and this is something I'll highlight throughout this podcast, spontaneity does not mean that you are just discounting and doing something that is dangerous and hazardous out of the blue. You know, it, it means that it's something that you know you like, and there's this urge inside of you, and you're going to go ahead and do it rather than succumb to fear. So it's like you're outsmarting your brain. You know you want to do something. You're not being talked into something. You know in your gut, your intuition, which is a previous podcast, the Side Your Legacy podcast as well on, on trusting and understanding your intuition. You know there it's a good thing for you to do. And, and before you can talk yourself out of it, you just make the decision to actually go. So spontaneity helps with fear, helps you outsmart your brain. It shows you that you can do some things that are scary, even though the results might not be exactly what you want. So me inviting this guy out to my friend, uh, Jeremy, the guy I didn't know very well, out to dinner to hang out and chat, you know, it was on more of a, it was more of a spontaneous decision. Didn't go exactly how I wanted it to go, but it actually taught me some things and opened a relationship door that wouldn't have been open. Spontaneity helps you make lifelong memories, as I said, you know, about my dad and me going to the University of Oregon on a trip. It gives you these experiences that you wouldn't actually have had. And overall, it makes your life more enjoyable because, you know, you're doing things you didn't think you would do. And you're challenging yourself in ways that you didn't actually think you had the potential to challenge yourself, to grow, to do things that are going to that are going to expand your your flexibility and your and your point of view and expose you to new new people, new places, everything. I, when I was actually in 18 as well, that summer after I had decided to go to the University of Oregon, I did something that was fairly spontaneous and it was to go bungee jumping off a crane in Cancun. And I think that was spontaneity, I kind of mixed in with peer pressure as well. And I share that in a previous episode, but still I look back on that and I have the picture and those guys, we talk about it and we talk mainly about how it was crazy and why did we do something like that off a crane with ankle straps and how many people probably have died doing that since then and why they don't allow people to do that in Cancun. Maybe they do, but I mean, we joke about it. It's a memory that we actually have. So first thing you want to do to become more spontaneous, and actually before I even go into that first thing, there's a free tool that you can access of actually a few things if you sign up for the newsletter at decideyourlegacy.com. And go down to the bottom, sign up, and you get 50 relationship, excellent relationship building questions. And you get my life balance tips ebook 
as well that has a number of tips in there for you and on how to live with balance. And you also get Five Days to Overpowering Anxiety. It's another ebook that you get as well, Five Days to Overpowering Anxiety, all free for signing up. Don't wanna miss that. So the first thing you wanna do, and it's kind of basic, kind of simple, but it should also be a lot of fun, is to actually make a fun list. Like what things in your life, both local, both national, things in the future, things that you know are gonna be fun that you wanna do. I have a list of where I live in Kansas, uh, believe it or not. I grew up in Sacramento, but I live in Kansas. I have a list of, boy, how many? 59 things on my fun list. So it's things like, okay, skiing, bowling, playing poker with my friends, going to art museums. Um, other things like going to the Stratica salt mine, which is an underground salt mine. You go 600 plus feet down underground. It's one of the only, I think it's the only one, the deepest one that you can visit as a museum in all of North America. I think there's one in Brazil as well, but that's really close to where I live. And I like to take people there and see it and everything, but going stargazing is a spontaneous type thing for me. It could be, I mean, something that's fun. Watching skydiving. You can go out and actually watch the skydivers on Saturdays and Wednesday evenings out near where I live as well. And going to baseball games, going, and I can keep going down the list, frisbee, throwing a frisbee, you know, actually uh, riding horses, tennis, going to water parks, garage sales, antiquing, going to the drive-in. We have a great drive-in in our area as well. Going to comedy shows, the symphony, going and visiting the Humane Society. So some of these things aren't really that risky. The state fair, um, kind of easy things, but rock climbing walls as well. Um, even swimming laps, you know, going out and swimming somewhere on a lake or somewhere that you normally wouldn't go and swim. It could be a different pool in your town or whatever. But so the first thing is to make a list of things that you think would be fun and exciting. It could be going to a certain town nearby, going on a hike, a different hike than you've gone on before, but just sit down and make a list and maybe put 10, 20 things down on that list. Tuck it away, actually keep it handy as you go um, because really it's gonna be something you're gonna wanna actually access consistently in your life. So you make that list and then those things as you review it, which I'm a big believer that you're gonna forget things you don't intentionally review. So I have people create a legacy plan through coaching and I encourage them to actually review it every single morning. It has their core values, it has goals, it has things about their um, overall life purpose statement that they've created. It has items on there about life balance, what's a seven, and then they filter their decisions through that, through that legacy plan that they focus on every day. When you look at these things and post them and remember that that's fun, then all of a sudden something intuitively might come up. You know, you're driving through a certain part of town and you're gonna go ahead and say, well, you know what, I'm not gonna succumb to fear. I'm gonna go and actually do that thing or call a friend and say, hey, I wanna meet over here at this restaurant. I've heard it's really good and it's out of the blue. And they say, you know what? Yes, because I'm in the same part of town and wow, how could we, you call it the perfect time where they say no, but hey, I'd love to go there in the future with you or could we plan something this weekend? So it leads to some other kind of interaction in the future. So you create that list, you look at it consistently, you have it somewhere accessible, you know, like me, I have it on my iPad and my phone and look at it that way and try to look at that consistently because it's kind of right there. And that's something that's gonna become, it's gonna become some inspiration. You know, and I like to talk about inspiration comes from within. Information is something that's coming externally. So we're getting stuck in thinking, thinking, thinking. But at times with spontaneity, you're like, this is, I'm inspired. You know, it's inspired. I'm inspired. Let's go do this. 
Just last week, I planned something with a buddy. I'm an A's fan because I grew up near Oakland and I have a good friend that's a Royals fan. And so we, uh, I spontaneously asked him on a Sunday if he wanted to go to the Royals game on a Tuesday, which Kansas City is uh, about a three hour drive to Kauffman Stadium from Wichita. And so we planned it. I was, we were all excited. I was all excited because it worked out for him. And I had been really wanting to go to an A's game this year because I just, you know, big fan. And then um, he had something come up with his family, you know, and so we couldn't go. But I didn't buy the tickets, luckily. I had not just kind of bought the tickets yet, but really probably about 12 hours before we were going to leave to go, he found out that he had a family commitment come up kind of out of the blue, and then we canceled it. But that kind of led to us growing in our love for baseball together because he's, I mean, just kind of a lot of banter and funny stuff. And so it led to a lot of good stuff in our relationship as well. So these things, when you do them, you just can't get stuck in the results. And that's really the the second thing to living spontaneously is you really want to focus on the best results flexibly, the best results flexibly. Not something you get so stuck on that it's a failure if it doesn't go perfectly. So if you invite somebody or you go and it doesn't go well or it's kind of not what you thought, you're still going to grow from that experience, which I encourage you to redefine what a failure and success is and really maybe kind of think about those things as wins or losses. So if it's a loss, what did I learn from it? So I didn't get to go to the A's game, but I learned some cool things about my buddy Hunter and I learned, well, actually, he's the guy guy that works for me. That's who I was going to go to the A's game with because he's the Royals fan, um, unfortunately. But I learned some things about him. It improved our connection. Um, I learned some things about my friend that I asked to dinner the other night who couldn't go, but it was spontaneous. I recently had an experience where I was planning to do something special. I was really planning to do something special at the beginning of the school year with my daughter, yet I didn't have anything nailed down. Now, she got sick at the beginning of the year. She didn't have COVID, but she had 104 fever. And so she was sick for like four days and I was planning to do something fun that weekend. And I kind of just canceled my plans. It was like, we're not gonna be able to do anything out of town. I had some things in mind. But anyway, she started to feel better on Saturday. And then I took her to this restaurant Saturday night that I thought would be fun to kind of go and celebrate that she had been feeling better. And while we were sitting there having dinner, she said, you know, dad, I'd love to go see the mountains. And uh, there's no mountains near Wichita, Kansas. I mean, we're in the heartland here. You know, we got some little hills, but there's no mountains here. But my response to that was, um, Emerson, let's go to Colorado Springs, which is 500 miles away. And at the moment I said that, she didn't believe me. I mean, she's like, no, you know, but she smiled and she was excited. And sure enough, two hours later, we were in the car, packed, at least for the most part, heading to Colorado Springs. It was 8 p.m. at night. So we drove for four hours. We stayed in Colby, Kansas, got up that next morning. And this is Saturday night. She has school on Monday. School had already started. This is Saturday night, 500 miles away. This is an eight-hour drive. You know, I mean, seven, eight-hour drive, at least seven and a half-hour drive. I mean, it's a long drive, so 500 miles. So we stay in Colby. We sleep there barely, maybe six, seven hours. I got my dog because I didn't really have any chance to get somebody to watch the dog, um, but he likes to go with us anyway. And we got there um, into Colorado Springs that morning. It was like 930 in the morning because we had to get back for school by 10 p.m., go another 500 miles back. We stayed in Colorado Springs for no more than than four hours. We basically went to the Garden of the Gods, 
went to Manitou Springs, had lunch, went to some places to just kind of shop around, but it was great. I mean, it shocked Emerson completely. She'll never forget it. She got to drive along the way, which is not something I actually had thought about because she is does have her driver's permit. You can get that at 14 in Kansas, I know. Kind of crazy, but it was a great experience. On the way back, she said, Dad, we need to do this every, something like this every weekend. You know, it was crazy. It was like this memory that we'll never, we'll always have together. And it happened only because I felt like this was the right thing intuitively. And we just did it. I didn't have a time to worry about it, really. I mean, got a hotel, everything fell into place and we were safe. And luckily didn't get a speeding ticket, either of us, which would have been bad with a permit. That was something that we will always have. Now, anything on your list, I'd encourage you to say, okay, let's look at what is the best possible outcome in this situation. The moment fear starts to kick in or you start to talk yourself out of it, start thinking about the best possible outcome. So if you spontaneously are going to say, hey, I want to, who knows, um, I want to check out this new place in town. And then you start thinking, well, I can't do it because I have all these commitments after work. And you may, and that may be legit and maybe something you can't actually do, but it also could be a situation where you're just starting to talk yourself out of it. So maybe you want to go check out some kind of group in the evening, a running club, or you want to check out an open AA meeting because you heard Adam talk about those on a Decide Your Legacy podcast, or you want to go and check out a new gym or do a rock climbing wall or something that's going to be fun and enjoy a new yoga class, whatever it may be, a new restaurant. The first thing is like, what what could go well? It's not what can go wrong because fear kicks in quickly. I mean, in fact, fear kicks, it takes about three or four seconds for a, a negative fearful thought to stick. And it takes about twice that, like 14, 15 seconds for a positive thought to stick. So it's harder work to actually be grateful and to think what could go well, what good could come out about from doing this spontaneous thing, but you intentionally do it and you focus on it. And it's like, this thing happens where we're going to, we're going to do that. I mean, it kicks in with the intuition. I'm going to go for this. I'm just going to do it. And you overpower it because you're using that power of just making these good things stick in your mind. I mean, you're outsmarting your brain again. It's like being spontaneous. It's so quick. I'm going to do this thing so fear doesn't have a chance to kick in. If it does kick in, which it even will when you're spontaneous, while you're making that decision, like while I'm driving out of town going to Colorado Springs, it's like, what did I forget? You know, what bad could happen here along the way? All these things trying to talk me out of it because it's trying to keep me safe. My brain's trying to keep me safe. Yet I'm able to say, well, here's the good stuff that can happen. You know, we're going to make a memory. And the thing that kicked in at that moment, I had not even thought about this, but the moment we left town or we're on the way out of town, I started thinking about that memory that I had with my dad. I had forgotten about it, honestly. Um, I hadn't thought about it much lately, at least. And it wasn't even actually on my mind, but it, somehow it came up for me and I'm like, no way this is going to be great. You know, I remember that experience with my dad. It's going to be like this, that experience with my dad and Emerson and I are going to remember this. And so I overpowered that fear and we kept on driving to Colby, believe it or not. And then we got up in that, that morning and didn't drive back to Wichita. We drove to Colorado Springs. So you're going to do things to cultivate the best results with flexibility, to think about the best results with, with flexibility. And the third thing that you want to do to live, live spontaneously is is to start making it a habit, to start habitualizing saying yes to things versus saying no. And you're only gonna do that by making some mistakes, honestly, because you got choices 
and you're going to make and do some things spontaneously, thinking and believing intuitively it was a good decision and realizing that maybe it wasn't the best decision. And that's okay. That's okay because you grow through those decisions. I mean, we're not talking about you going out and, you know, making some decision to hopefully, you know, move to a new city on a whim and quit your job and stop being a parent and move to Mexico where you start a business that you have know nothing about. That's generally not what spontaneity is. Um, no, in fact, it's not what spontaneity is. I mean, and this is where some people get it wrong. Spontaneity is not an excuse to do something that you know you need to do. So, I mean, you don't spontaneously watch three hours of TV drinking a 12-pack while you just zone out and do nothing. I mean, that's called escapism. That's called avoidance. That's called, you know, addiction in a lot of cases. That's not what spontaneity is. Spontaneity is not is not avoiding our responsibilities in life. Spontaneity is not an excuse to avoid self-care or caring for people you love or doing things you know are, 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 your, are your responsibility. I mean, I had the responsibility to get Emerson to school on Monday, you know? And I mean, I took a risk in a sense, I guess, you know, we could have broken down and got stuck somewhere, gotten in an accident or whatever. But I mean, it was a calculated risk. I mean, the roads are safe, the weather is good. It's the end of, you know, August, so it's, all kinds of things that were positive about that whole experience. It was not a risk that I went to, went into just, you know, without putting some level of thought into the fact that it's a good time of year to do a road trip, if you know what I mean. So spontaneity is not an excuse. Spontaneity is not, is, is, is not, you know, intentionally making a bad decision. I mean, that you know in your gut is a bad decision. That's not what spontaneity is. Spontaneity is an opportunity for you to learn about yourself and be yourself. It's an opportunity for you to expand your flexibility. It's an opportunity to do things that you wouldn't necessarily do if you let fear settle in and kick you in the butt like it often does. Spontaneity is an opportunity to grow. And two things I want, which I have shared previous episodes as well for all of my clients, is, is one, to be themselves, to be the best version of themselves, to grow into the best version of themselves, you know, to be more of themselves, to know themselves and to do these things that inspire them to make them feel, you know, whole. And I'm going to do an episode on that at some point, hopefully soon, on how to know yourself, how to be yourself, what things you can do practically to know yourself. And another thing I want for all my clients is to be flexible, to see that there's other ways of looking at things and to be open to new perspectives, not to compromise your values, not to run from things, but to be open, to see your potential in a different way, to see there's opportunities that might not be linear all the time when you think that way, but to be flexible with yourself, to be flexible and gracious with other people. Sometimes that means lowering your expectations of yourself, not being as perfectionistic, increasing your amount of grace and forgiveness towards yourself as well. So you wanna establish habits of living with flexibility. I remember once, when I had on my fun list at some point in my life to go skydiving. And I knew that. I knew at some point, and I would have told you, yeah, at some point I want to go skydiving. Yet it was never anything that I actually planned. I remember my girlfriend, because she knew this in college, when I graduated from college, she planned a skydiving event for both of us to go skydiving. And I, um, I kind of found out about it and talked myself out of it believe it or not. So that was my you know, senior year at the end of the year 
um, it was a gift to me and never got to do it. And that's kind of, I would say, I would talk a big game, but not actually do anything. About a little less than two years ago, my friend Alan, he actually asked me and said he and his girlfriend were going skydiving and it was on a Sunday morning. And I believe he told me that that Sunday morning. He may have told it to me. He may, may have told me that on on Saturday night. I don't think so though. I believe it was Sunday morning and I said, yes. And I started to think how much fun it was gonna be. We're gonna be filmed. I have this experience with them. I fought the fear a lot, but I got on that plane and I jumped out of the plane in a tandem. And I don't think I would have actually done that or had any, you know, I think if it was planned in advance as it was, you know, kind of with my girlfriend back in college that I would have talked myself out of it. So it was an opportunity to practice saying yes. I did it sort of without having the chance to talk myself out. When I tried to talk myself out, I started to feel and think about the good memories and let go and to really enjoy the process as well. And that's what you can do. Um, I am doing something spontaneously coming up. So my sister, um, his, she runs a business called Escape to Shape and they do retreats all over the world. She goes to crazy places like uh, the Galapagos Islands and on safaris in Tanzania. And she has been, I believe, done these in over 70 countries, been doing it for a long time and kind of an elite travel agent, plans these trips. And she asked me to go on a escape is what they're called and to do some coaching workshop stuff with people that are gonna be there. And so I'm going on, a, this is, I literally got my tickets less than two weeks ago to Italy, to Lake Como, Italy, leaving this Saturday. And I guess unless I don't qualify because I test positive or something for COVID, I mean, there's some requirements. I mean, there's some things that could happen given the fact that, you know, we are still dealing with COVID-19 stuff. And I guess I get stuck over there, but I'm doing all the planning and it's safe. And her husband's from Italy. So I kind of have that there as well, but it's a spontaneous thing. And I'm excited about it. You know, I'm kind of scared. I'm also kind of, I'm also pretty stinking excited about it because it's something that's gonna be a memory and I can talk to you guys about it in a future episode as well. Those are things, that's a way to live. And hopefully you're gonna be inspired to do a little bit more of this. And maybe just a, a Saturday, maybe taking off work on a Wednesday out of the blue and taking your kids somewhere, you know, as you get home early to some new experience that they wouldn't have had before. And you just are inspired because you're listening to this podcast or you look at your list, it's a fun list and you're doing something different. So what I want you to do now is we're gonna talk about application. So think about how you can apply some of this information today. Um, what spoke to you and jumped out at you. I'm gonna review again the three things. Make your fun list and reflect on it. Think about the positive outcome by engaging one of these spontaneous activities. And three, to make it a habit. So it's not just a one-time thing, but we're gonna work this into our life so that consistently we're gonna do something, maybe even every day, that's spontaneous. It could be a risk that you take every day. It doesn't have to be big. It could be that I'm gonna spontaneously ask people to go get coffee more often, or I'm gonna spontaneously you know, share something with somebody that I appreciate about them, because in my gut, I know that's a positive thing that I can do. So you think about what from today, what simple takeaway can you jot down and start making some application. I told you that I'm an A's fan and Oakland Athletics, and I'm really hoping they make the wild card. They are competing with two other, really three other teams, Seattle, um, well, kind of Boston too, the Yankees and Toronto right now, Because, but I'm really hoping they make it and because I'm a fan. But there's three A's, 
for you to keep in mind here as well. So when you make changes, change takes, first of all, awareness. So if you have from today some level of awareness that, yeah, this would be good for me because it's going to help me overpower my anxiety and create memory. This is, that's awareness. That doesn't mean you're going to actually change. You're just aware that this, this resonates with me, that, yeah, this would be good for me to make some changes here and do some things differently. That's just awareness. I mean, that's the first step. I'm recognizing that I have a broken leg or I have a leg, a problem with my leg, and I may or may not want to do something about it. You know, I recognizing I'm aware that I have a drinking issue. I don't know if I want to call it alcoholism. I may or may not do something about that. I mean, that's that's the first step. The second step is acceptance. I mean, acceptance is deep, much deeper than awareness. It's like, this is a problem. You know, this is an issue. I need some spontaneity. Fear has settled, has roots in my life. I need some spontaneity and I'm going to do something about it. So acceptance is tied to commitment. I mean, you get to that level, you're like, I am going to take some kind of, at least you're you're saying that inside, I'm going to do something about this. I am going to change. You know, like I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I've hit rock bottom. This is not going to work for me. And then the third part of the three A's is action. So you do something about it. You won't do anything. I mean, nothing's going to come out of this podcast for you unless you do take some level of action. And there's one thing that I want to encourage you to do, and there'll be a link in this podcast as well to an article that is going to help you create this fun list in your life, this spontaneous list in your life. It's going to have some ideas, some things to think about and examples and everything. So that's something that you can do. It has some application. So look for that in the show notes, as well as in the show notes, an article on recognizing and a on recognizing and overcoming your negative core beliefs, which I reference as well. So look for that as well as in the show notes. So you have a opportunity to take some action. You're only gonna take some action again if you accept and then you commit and then you take some planned action. So am I gonna do, what am I gonna do with this information today? I mean, if you really want this to stick, you're gonna make some kind of commitment and take some kind of action, hopefully in the next 24 hours on doing something spontaneous. I'd encourage you to do that. So something else I would encourage, which want to want to mention too, is that if you're interested in in coaching, um, me or someone on my team can help you. We do that all over the world, honestly, and it's a great way to invest in yourself to get to that next level, to find the clarity, to face your biggest fears, to get to that next level in your life. So I work with people on career issues, starting a business, making a life transition, maybe recovering from you know death of a spouse or a divorce or some dis major life transition. Retirement's a very common reason to hire a coach or someone on my team as well. So reach out, decideyourlegacy.com. You can contact us there and we'll love to schedule a free consultation visit with you and then start the process of coaching as well. Um, just in closing here, again, you got a decision to make. Every day is about, every, every day is about decisions and choices. You take action, you learn from it. Our kids don't learn, we enable them. They learn by making mistakes, by making a decision, by doing something new. Today, you have a chance to make a decision. What is something you learned today? How are you gonna apply it to your life? You decide your legacy, no one else. You get to make these choices, you live with the results and you grow and you mature. You decide your legacy, no one else. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you on the next Decide Your Legacy podcast. Bye-bye. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.